Good evening. Welcome to Beijing Diary. This is Eric in Beijing. It's been some time. I've had uh, some problems with uh, my system here, and uh, if you knew the kind of hardware I'm using, you wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I think my headset cost me 25 quai at Walmart. Anyway, for some reason, there was a uh, a tone uh, in uh, as I was recording, and uh, no matter what I did, I couldn't seem to get rid of it. But now it seems to have disappeared, which leads me to suspect that perhaps it was a result of uh, sort of uh, some sort of uh, external interference. Anyway, it's gone now, so uh, we're back in business. And so I'm going to uh, share with you tonight uh, an interview that I uh, recorded about a year ago, I guess, uh, with a friend of mine who uh, is or was an orthopedic surgeon in Beijing. He's not in uh, China anymore. He's uh, doing his PhD at uh, McGill. But I had a very uh, interesting conversation with him about medicine in China. Now, first of all, I want to say that I'm, I'm talking in this uh, program about uh, medicine and leaving out uh, dental care. This is partly because I'm in the process now of uh, getting some dental work done, so I'll have more to say about that later. And also because as I make a comparison between uh, China and America, my view of uh, dentistry and dental practice in America is so so jaded that it would uh, it would sort of slant everything in a very negative way uh, because uh, I think dentistry in America, dental care in America is highway robbery. But anyway, uh, well, I'll talk about that some other time. Uh, before uh, I begin, I just want to make a couple comments about, oh, and you'll hear this as we begin our interview too, uh, the difference between education, uh, medical training in China and the United States. In America, uh, you know, if you're going to be a doctor, you go to uh, any kind of university and get the pre-med program. I went to a teacher's college and I had, had classmates who were uh, medical students. You just have to have a certain uh, certain number of science or life science courses. Uh, and then when you finish your uh, undergraduate work, you go to medical school for, I don't know what it is, four or five years. So you got your undergraduate, you get your medical school, and then residency. In China, you go to, uh, to medical school directly from high school and get a bachelor's degree in medicine. So when you go into a hospital in China, very often the, the, the practitioners you encounter are, are very young people. Uh, this is uh, one key difference between medical training in, in China and, uh, and the United States. So well, without, uh, without uh, saying anything more about it right now, let's uh, listen to what Sean has to say about uh, medicine in China. The first thing uh, I wanted to ask you about is uh, uh, we were talking about the education. Uh, you know, in, in America, uh, a physician, if someone who wants to be a doctor, they will go to a, a pre-med, what we call a pre-med program. Yeah. Go to any university and just get a good science background, mm -hmm. and then they go to medical school. Mm-hmm. And in China, uh, you go directly to medical school from high school. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you don't actually get an MD. You, you actually have a, a MB. Yeah. MB? MB. Bachelor of Medicine. Bachelor of Medicine, okay. Yeah. So it's about a five-year program, is that right? Five-year pro program. Yes, and when I attended to the university, it is just a five-year program. Mm -hmm. And we now transfer 
the universe, the, 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 mo the most, the best uh, medical school, the medical school for Peking University transfers the program from five years to eight years. And then oh, the students also get <coughs> an MD program, MD degree. Oh, okay, so China seems to be moving toward the MD type program. Yeah, but eight years. Yeah. And I just spent five years. Okay, so uh, you finished that, and what did you say, 2003? Yeah, 2003 as an MD. Yeah, okay, so about five years ago then. Yeah. And uh, <coughs> in the last five years, you've been practicing as a as an orthopedic surgeon. Orthopedic surgeon. Actually, as the first uh, three years, and I just uh, performed, I just uh, practiced as a common sur sur surgeon. Mm. I will be rotated to all departments and oh. fifth-year general, sur mm. sur uh, general surgery, urology, and orthopedics, of course. Okay. Mm -hmm. So now you do, you specialize in orthopedics. Uh, so what, what? How many surgeries do you do then? Uh, oh, I think uh, because I just rotated in the very major ho hospital, very important hospitals in Beijing. So the number of patients is so huge, mm -hmm. and I can I will do operations, excluding the emergency operations. Average speaking, I can perform about. 10 to 15, 10 to 15 operations in the routine time. During a week's uh, time? During a week's Monday to <coughs> Friday, mm -hmm. excluding the emer 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 emergency operations. If, uh, if we calculate the emergency opera or, or, or operations, it will depend on which department I attend to. Right. So, for example, the most uh, busy department, the hand sur surgery department in our hospital, I will have on each call day, I will have a third, no, 30, more than 10. Each day, I will have more than 10 operations in the hand surgery department. Really? Yes. Uh, that's now or before? All the time. <coughs> From the time. 1949 to now. So, so you, uh, even though you're an orthopedic surgeon, you do operations on hands. Yes, orthopedic. Yeah. <coughs> so, the operate uh, orthopedics is subdivided to several subdivisions yes. in our ho hospital. Because our hospital is orthopedic ho hospital. Yes. So, hand sur surgery, hand surgery is just one thing. Oh, okay. And okay, in a lot of orthopedic center in the United <coughs> States or Canada, they also divided in this way. And the hand surgery is a independent, as a depend in independent team. Okay, yeah. I see. So, but you, most of the time you operate on the back, don't you? Uh, not only the back. Actually, I'm a member of pediatric orthopedics. Oh, so okay. I've done the arms, the legs, the backs, the neck, and mm -hmm. the hand, the foot, all the things. Really? Yes. Oh. So it's very important for a doctor to rotate to all the departments. So the human is integrative as an integrated thing <laughs> and you cannot consideration any problem in just a very local area. Mm -hmm. Now we talked a little bit earlier about the but the but the lifestyle of a physician in China. You know the the, the doctors don't uh, and I was actually surprised when you told me this but the the physicians don't really get make that much money. Yes, actually. So they have to get their uh, their sustenance from a combination of salary as well as some other income. Other income. So, what would this percentage be? Maybe a, a third of it is from their salary, or 
Oh, that's very difficult for me to answer this question because I have not I have not attained to uh, that degree, and so I cannot earn much that kind of income. So I cannot determine what the percentage. And I also tell you that it, the percentage varies from department to department. Mm -hmm. So when I go to Hong Kong, all the doctors in all the departments are the same. I mean, in the public hospital, they are all the same. Mm -hmm. So there is no discrimination between the doctors yeah. because they earn much, they earn they earn they earn e e equally, and they can get the same social status. Mm -hmm. But in China, the things different, and um, our department varies from department to department. And so you're saying like the, the average salary of a doctor is something like three thousand RMB. So as for me, it's about mm -hmm. 3,000 to 4,000 RMB, yeah. five years doctor. The yeah. legal income is just so little. <coughs> so that's your, that's your income, but then uh, in addition to that, you'd have to get some kind of uh, income from uh, medical companies or... Medical companies, actually, at my age, this kind of income is very limited. Oh. It's so limited. More but the ma the ma the ma the merits for me that I can get live a happy life in Beijing is that I'm a single person in Beijing yeah. and my parents can bought the apartments for me mm -hmm. and I do not care about I will raise a family by myself I just live my own happy life mm -hmm. so this is my key to live a happy <laughs> life in Beijing <laughs> yes but if you did have a family yes and I then you'd have, have to find my family is in just from my parents and me right. And my parents can read their life very well mm -hmm. because my father is a businessman. Right. Yes, but as for doctor, I think I have a long way to go to get enough income to raise my whole family by myself. Yeah. Yes. So uh, for a physician who does have a wife and children and so on, they have to supplement their income they earn from the hospital with uh, grants or whatever from from, from the medical companies medical companies supply or companies from, or from the device 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 companies in in in, in instrument companies that's because you always know that the medical the 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 medicine career is so driven by the industrial because yeah. there are a lot of new devices mm -hmm. that can be used in human beings and these companies will can make their profits by drive their by drive the doctors to use their products. Mm -hmm. So in I this see. way, yes. And uh, I really cannot tell you what is the percentage because I'm not sure about it. Because you're not really in a position to benefit from that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. and uh, everything is that I do not I do not like that kind of in 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 income. But if I but if I will stay in China in future to be a doctor, this kind of they say this kind of benefit will be necessary for me too. Yeah, in order to raise your family and so on. Yes, yes. So uh, it, it it puts this position in a bit of an awkward position. Mm -hmm, yes. Do you have to use these supplies from a certain company in order to get the benefit, the money from them, or do they just give it to you as a grant? Yes, <coughs> actually, I got some. Actually, I got some, but I don't. But, but I, I mean, an average, an average physician who's getting this kind of money, they have to do. They have to use these these company supplies. Or they have to agree to use it. Yes. Or, or I suppose they 
they would give prescribe it for a patient, and yes, then they get a certain percentage of the profit from that. Yes, yes, that's right. Okay. So, so that news uh, area has a, a quantity dependent relationship mm -hmm. between the, their income and the, their prescriptions. Mm. Which probably is not the best uh, <laughs> arrangement. Yes. Yes, I hate this. Mm -hmm. I really hate this. But, we, but I, I know that almost all the doctors hate this kind of in, in income. They, they do not like to, to, to make these on-the-table maneuvers. But if they do not make this kind of ma ma money, they earn so little. Mm -hmm. And as all you know that the Chinese citizens nowadays become more and more aware about how they are uh, where where their rights lie, mm -hmm. and they will ask for their rights from the doctors, and they can charge char char doctors anytime. But the doctor must uh, supply enough proof to mm -hmm. defend themselves. Yeah. So, the, uh, so in this condition, the doctor must strengthen their, their knowledge and uh, practice their abilities and skills. The doctor will feel so unfair. Why mm -hmm. can why? put so much effort but earn so little. And uh, the patients have a problem too because, you know, as we know, China, even though there's a lot of, uh, a lot of growth and an enormous amount of economic growth, uh, China still is largely a peasant co country. Uh, 800 million people live on a dollar a day or less. So many, many people who go to the doctor don't have money. And so it's very hard for them to pay their, their expenses. So medical costs have to be kept to a reasonable level. So there is that pressure too, I'm sure, because uh, most of those peasant people don't have health insurance or yes. anything like that, you know. Yeah, yes. So they got to borrow from their friends or their yeah, their they must have borrow from family them. or whatever to yeah, yes, to get right. this taken care of. Yes. And so there's a demand on their part to keep the costs low, mm -hmm. right? I know for myself, going to a doctor in China is just much less troublesome than in America. <coughs> much, much less, less troublesome. Yes, much less, right. because in America, everything's so terribly expensive. And mm. if you don't have health insurance, it's... Yes, but uh, you you know that even even you, you feel this thing is uh, le is le le less troublesome in China. But the Chinese citizens still, still, they still, mm, how to say, they, 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 they still speak evil words to the doctors yeah. because they think that the doctors charge them so much. <laughs> and yeah. the doctors are evils and they, they should... Yeah. I, 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 I don't know why the relationship between the doctor and the pay, pay, patients becomes so severe. But I think the, I think the expenses and the who pays the bill it's a major problem. Yes, yes. It's, it's, it's frustrating for the poor people. Yes. And they assume the doctor is setting the fee when in fact that's not the case. You go to yes. a cashier window and yes. you tell them we've got to do this procedure and, and, and they tell you how much it costs. In the United States you already know that if you want to see a doctor you must make appointments. Mm -hmm. You must wait some time. But in, but in, in, but in chi China you can see doctors. You can see spe spe specialists anytime. Mm -hmm. Even so the the, the the Chinese people always complain oh, it's too difficult for us to see a doctor and the doctors and we wait the two hours and doctor just spend two minutes to talk <laughs> talking with us. But you must know that. At the emergency room I one day I received I consulted one hundred and fifty patients.
150 patients? Yes. In one so day? So you know, you know that the number of patients is so huge. If we also can make the appointments, if we also can limit our number of the pay, patients, I also can consult the patients with the very de de detailed things. But the mm. things in China is that the government, the government prohibit us to limit the numbers of pay patients we can consult it mm -hmm. as a as a ju as a ju junior doctor do 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 as a junior doctor. Mm -hmm. But for the senior doctors, <coughs> they can they were limited mm -hmm. the number for each day's consultants. What but is that number? Do you know? The number is about fifty uh forty to fifty. Oh okay. Uh, that is also enough I think. Yeah, that's, that's quite a bit. Yes, that is also enough. But but the because the population in China is so huge. Yeah, there are and just so many people. And all the pay, pay patients, and a lot of patients, they distrust the local hospitals in their hometown, and they just want to turn to uh, turn to uh, turn for help from the Beijing hospitals. Oh, so I they see. all get get they all get gathered to the capital. And so our hospital is always crowded with the so patients. So you got a lot of people from the countryside coming yeah, in. Yeah, from the countryside and with <coughs> the patients are just crowding about the impatience of the doctors and about something else. So I think the problem is that the distrust between people in China. Well, they even distrust the doctors in their hometown. Well, you know, the thing is that it, it, it's, there's so many people. and. Yeah. Uh, and they all have needs, and then none of them have money. So yes, it's, it's a combination of factors there that that uh, is is terribly, terribly frustrating, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. And it puts you in an awkward position. So you you have a very busy life. Yes, we have a very busy life, and you know, to study med, med to study medicine is a very difficult thing. And we must read lots of books, and we must practice our skills. At the same time, I have to balance the social problems. Mm -hmm. We must uh, we we must uh, serve as uh, serve as a a goat serve as goats of sacrifice for the government. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it's a uh, it's a real burden to deal with so many needs. Now you're going to be going to uh, to Canada. Mm -hmm. Going to be doing some study in the in uh, yes. McGill University. Yeah. So there you're going to focus on the research. Yes, because I have I I have two uh, I have two reasons about that. The first thing that I'm really interested in this kind of uh, medical re medical research, because uh, when I in my call you know, when I call college time, I like the internship in the lab, mm -hmm. and uh, I also found I also feel that the the technical thing really can help me to earn. Um, Money, but the the goal of life is not the money thing, and uh, I think re re research can help to improve the science 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 la level to a newer height. Yes. And the second thing is that after doing the research job, I can have a deeper insight into clinical problems. Mm -hmm. So if I even I went back or go to some other places to practice as a doctor, mm -hmm. I think I will have a totally different perspective about the clinical conditions I'm at.
Sure, I think the research experience would be good. Yes. Whether or not you become a research scientist or go to be, uh, on to being a physician. Yes, I got another thing <coughs> that if I found I'm so upset that in, re, in, re, in research pro program, maybe someday I can, I can, I can continue to do that, and I also can go to some bio com, com, com company, and so it is a good experience to broaden my eye view. Now, I noticed in China there's sort of a division between uh, doctors who follow Western medicine and uh, doctors who follow traditional medicine. Yeah. We have a similar type of thing in America, too, where we have, uh, you know, there are alternative treatments, such as chiropractic. Mm. And there's some con con conflict between uh, conventional physicians and, mm, and chiropractors yeah. and so on. But in China, you, you have this division, and... Uh, and we often are used to thinking of it as an east-west division, but in a way, it's you know it's ironic. But uh, I meet Westerners, mm. Western people who are involved in traditional medicine, mm. and yet also Chinese who are involved in, in in Western medicine. So the division really is not so much di di it's, it's it's blurring a little bit. Yes, it it's blurring. It's sort of like a division between conventional medicine and an alternative. So how do you see that? What's what's your view of traditional medicine? Is there, I mean, you know, the TCM, is there a, is there a merit to it? As you know that <coughs> as a traditional ma ma as a traditional ma medicine student, they must study the Western ma ma medicine, and even when they go to their practice job, they must rotate to the department related to Western medicine. Oh, okay. So, so they, they must go to ICU, CCU, or something like that, and uh, they must uh, study biochemistry, ca ca pharmacology. Mm -hmm. All things belong to the Western science. Right. And uh, so, what what I think is that that the Chinese traditional medicine just fades off the stage, oh. but uh, they have uh, everlasting life because they have some unique. You, they have some unique uh, her, her. Yeah, they have some, some unique her, her, uh, herbs. Oh, okay. Herbs use. Okay, yeah. you know that the medicine, the the pharmacology about the traditional ma ma yes. medicine still have his life there, <coughs> and it's, so that's kind of technique. But you know that as a med uh, as a vet as a Western medicine student, I also I also studied the Chinese traditional ma ma oh, medicine. Oh, you did. But yes, I also studied the Chinese traditional medicine. But the the lo the logical thinking system is totally different. So after I learned four years of Western medicine, I cannot accept the Chinese traditional medicine at all. I see. You know that they just the category. They do not tell about the molecules, the cells, and they just tell that the human are made up about some about some uh, a blood, a fluid, or gas, or something else, I feel it's very weird. Mm -hmm. I feel very weird. So maybe it is a reflection about uh, how people in Oriental world and the Western world view the view the view our world mm -hmm. at all at yeah. a whole in a whole. So where do you see China in this, in, 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 term, in terms of the future of medicine? Do you see China innovating uh, procedures, or you know, is there is there going to be a, a new medical procedure that's uh, designed by Chinese physicians, or how, how do you how do you see that? Is what kind of new? Well, procedures? what I'm wondering is about about is in terms of because because you're getting involved in the research area. Uh, right now, it seems like China has. 
has, uh, you know, when I read about about medicine in, in China and America and uh, the comparison, what happens, what I find happens a lot is that uh, uh, the Chinese have an advantage because they have so much experience. The Americans have an advantage because they have more research money. Mm. And, uh, you know, the Chinese doctors don't always have a lot of research money, but uh, they, they are trying to work together because the, the Chinese physicians, there's so many people in China, you know, so even, yeah. with, rare, even with very rare conditions, mm. the Chinese doctors almost always have quite a bit more experience than the, than the uh, Western doctors uh. because they've treated enough patients, you know. Now, if you're talking about an average bone fracture or something, mm. maybe it would be equal, but there are certain medical conditions that are very rare. Mm. So it's hard to find a doctor in America who's ever treated it, you know, they've studied it, but they've never treated it. Mm -hmm. But in China, you've got doctors who say, oh yeah, I've done a lot of those, you know, because there's so many people. So I so. think mm -hmm. we have already talked mm -hmm. about this topic before, and mm -hmm. I've already, I, I, I just feel that the Chinese doctor really have some advantages in the technical level, mm -hmm. because technically, we can be better than the Western doctors. And so after the operations, the X-ray film is terrific. It's brilliant. It's beautiful. But the very important thing is that every procedure we perform nowadays, almost every procedure we perform nowadays, is learned from Western world. And so we do not need the we do not play the leading role in our field. So we just uh, so in 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 China when we talk about uh, advancements means that we learn, we capture, we just uh, keep the first stage in the learning process. Mm -hmm. So in Chinese people, in, in China nowadays, so if you want to support your ideas, you better cite a literature from mm -hmm. a foreign academic jur jur journal. Mm -hmm. You do not speak your own experience because your, your experience is not scientific evidence. Hmm. You must give the scientific evidence. Okay, so, <coughs> so and I and I I also want, want want to say that why a lot of Chinese doctors are not do not pay much uh, interest in the re research pro program. The fund is just one one factor. The other factor is that they cannot read their own money from this program very well. Right. They yes, you cannot earn as much as the Earn from the clinical practice, right. so I have already told that the Chinese people must make living by themselves. The mm -hmm. government will not provide them with an uh, excellent social security system. So we must do it by ourselves. So more money, more chances for your key, key kids and the better uh, life quality of your families. So every doctor, our in our, in our con, con, country must be practical more than I, I do. Mm, I see. So probably in terms of uh, <coughs> developing new procedures, there may be a weakness, but in terms of, uh, but as practitioners of Western medicine, uh, there is a high level of excellence mm. in, among, among Chinese doctors. High level excellence. Of excellence. I mean, the doctors, doctors who have learned the procedures, do them pretty well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So. Yeah. Yes. So the excellent doctors is just the best learn, 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 learners. 
as the best learners of best medicine. Mm -hmm. Yes, so I just remember a doctor from the United States give a speech. He told that the Chinese doctor study Western medicine like a monkey climb a tree. He cannot to the top of the tree. They just stay in the tree. Mm. Because I do not know. Perhaps I think it is because the re, re the research problem. Because yeah. any advance, <coughs> any advance in the scientific career is made by is made by any the re, re, research, but not by the technical, but yeah. not by the technical skills. Yes, and research would be a, a weakness. Uh, yes, we, yes, it is a drive, a mo a mo a mo mo motor for scientific development. So now you're going to be a research scientist, and uh, uh, where, where are you gonna where are you gonna go? Are you gonna stay in Canada, or are you gonna come back to China? Ah, I do not know. I I actually I think I maybe I have a third 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 choice. Oh really? Maybe I have a third choice. So uh, so I know that a lot of a lot of countries in the Middle East, in the, uh, a lot of universities in the Middle East countries also higher pay high pay pay high sa 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 salaries for the teaching staff or the researchers. Mm. So I think maybe they can also provide me with uh, better work opportunities. Mm -hmm. And also I think this is a good way for me to perform my religious my religious belief because mm. I can spread God's gospel go, go, in those countries. Mm. I think so. Interesting. Yes. Might and be might be tough in the Middle East. <laughs> yes, maybe tough in the Middle East. But but I think but uh, but you write about the research money. I think they they might have. Uh, yes. So must pay yeah. they must pay certain respect to me. Yeah. I think uh, I think you're right about that. That that has been a, a weakness, you know, a difficulty with China. Mm. Excellent practitioners, but but short on research money. Mm. And so uh, th that's where probably China and America, you know, need to work together to uh, and possibly China yes, needs to restructure. Yes, we should have some cooperations between mm. the two countries because the Chinese the population of China can provide with them enormous scientific data for the research program mm -hmm. and on the other hand we need their facilities, the funds and their ideas and maybe they can mm -hmm. give us some inspirations about how to perform this mm -hmm. research program. So even so I can tell you for the doctors even in Chinese major hospitals it's very hard for them to publish their papers in the international international journals mm -hmm. because they, have, they are not very well trained in how to write how to uh, how to write the the, pay, the, the, pay, the pay papers in a very scientific way mm -hmm. and they cannot they cannot mm -hmm. ma master the language they will use in the academic mm -hmm. papers so Chinese doctors should learn should learn a lot yeah, that's interesting. Uh, you mentioned uh, you talking about your faith. Uh, you, as a as a Christian, you does that uh, cause any problem for you in your in your work and your, your By now, it does not cause any problem for me because I'm a junior doctor. I will not take any political le leader role in our hall in our hospital so far.
Mm, okay. But uh, someday, if I will promote it to consultant doctor, I will be the chief of our department. If you cannot be the Communist Party, you stand away. No one oh. will take you into consideration. Oh, I see. Yes, so no matter. Even if you graduate from Harvard, you graduate from Yale, you have your papers. No. Hmm. Interesting. So, at some point, then party membership does become an issue in terms of promotion. Yes. I see. Yes. So, and I also tell you, in in China, if you do not, if you do not have political power, your chances for the 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 tycoon in the the in the academic in the academic field is very rare. Hmm. It's not very good. Interesting. So. So what's your, uh, as, a, as a Chinese uh, physician and surgeon, what's your prognosis for Chinese medicine? <laughs> Chi you, 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 uh, you mean the Chinese Western medicine or Chinese yeah. traditional uh, medicine? Pr primarily Chinese Western medicine. Chinese primarily Chinese Western medicine. The monk, the monk, monk, the monkey in the tree. I think mm. so. I think we should, we, we will still kept in a stage uh, a state of uh, lear learning from Western medicine for a very long time. I see. So mm -hmm. that's the next challenge is for China to become an innovator in terms of Western medicine. Yes. Uh, okay, now let's talk about uh, traditional Chinese medicine. Do you think that will eventually phase, be phased out or will it be phased in and merged in with, with conventional medicine? You're afraid? Well, in, in other words, uh, yes. I I mean that the 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 Western medicine has already has already given their ideas to the Chinese traditional mm. medicine, right? Yes. But I, I suppose maybe maybe I will maybe maybe we could just sort of conclude that it's going to be so there, there there's going to be a parallel for some time. Mm -hmm. Parallel, yes. But hard to say how long. Yes. Uh, so I can tell you why the Chinese traditional medicine cannot live a very long time have all the very pro, 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 prosperous life because the Chinese traditional medicine they kept their secrets. The best Chinese traditional medicine doctor are the descendants of certain families. They keep oh. their prescription secretly and they will not let open oh, what see. is prescribed. So during the globalization process, it is very bad. So mm. they just uh, they just want to earn money from it. So mm. if they let out the prescription, everyone will will a, 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 everyone can treat patient in this way. So that will interfere. Well, but if, let's just take uh, traditional medicine. It's 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 largely herbal, right? The the, the medicine is herbal. Yeah. Yes. Does it work? Sometimes it works, sometimes it works, but uh, sometimes it uh, hurts the patient so severely. Mm. For example, the kidney problems, oh. the kidney diseases, they always bring to resulting the renal failure for the, oh. kidney, pa 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 for the kidney patient. So you can't just say this is herbal so it can't hurt me. <laughs> yes, so, so because this complexity involved in the traditional medicine her, her, herbals. So there are some cheaters nowadays in the society make use of this chance and they just cheat the, con the, 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 con the, the, the consumers that they have some unique pres prescription. Actually, it is some hormones yeah. put in this, put in that capsule or something like that. Oh, I see.
and uh, and on the other hand, some also use the outdated Western medicine, rather to treat the uh, consumers. That is uh, a unique Chinese herbal medicine. Hmm. But for the true, for the gen, for the gen, for the genuine Chinese traditional me medicine, I think the main problem is that they cannot incorporate this in the science career. Is that they do not have their own pharmacology. They do not have their own pharmacology. They do not like the Western medicine, such as aspirin. Yes, mm -hmm. so the, some the pharmacology textbook can tell you what is the effect and the how it works and what is the side effect. But transfusion medicine cannot tell you that. Oh. So they just give you a pot and they give you some some her herbals and you put the herbals in that pot and boil it and so and then they make a a bowl of a soap, a a a bowl of soap soap for you and then let you to drink down and then you even know what is in that soap. So and so, so and I I but it is true that it is a mixture in the soap. So even the doctor cannot tell <laughs> what the elements take effect if there are any effects. So it seems to help certain people, but it's hard to hard to really establish that yeah, it does any good. Yes. Hmm. And uh, but you know the. The re the re reason why Chinese traditional medicine can also prevail in China mainland or even in Hong Kong and the Taiwan is because Chinese people have used this kind of medicine system for such a long time. Yes. For more than four thousand years or three thousand years, I cannot mm -hmm. ima imagine that. So that shows it has some effect. But the how it effect, no one knows and the right. what is side effect, no one takes it into consideration about yeah. this problem. Hmm. Well, this has been very interesting, Sean. And any other thoughts about uh, medicine in China? Okay. What's what's your uh, what's your feeling about it? My feeling, my 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 deep feeling about the me the me medicine in China is the medical education system. Yes, before I go to Hong Kong, I do not feel any difference between. I do not. I cannot see any shortcomings, the disadvantages of Chinese, uh, Chinese edu medical education system. But when I go to Hong Kong, I found that there, compared to the Hong Kong medical doctor doctors, we have so much knowledge break holes. Hmm. You know that we have so much knowledge break holes, and we, we do not read enough. We do not have to communicate with the professors enough. And we also make our de determine so early. And um, mm. but I think the re re but the 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 I cannot tell where the reason lies. But I think the reason must be a complex one. Mm -hmm. One that we do not have much lear lear learning 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 resources. Mm -hmm. And on the other hand. We seldom have a chance to talk with a professor directly in medical school. Yeah. We just have to talk to the assistant the professor during our internship in the lab mm -hmm. or in the department, in the hospital. And we do not have the chance to talk to the highest doctor. But Hong Kong medical students have many chances to talk with the highest level professors that give their tutorial just one to no more than five students. Mm -hmm. I think it's very good because we can express our own, own opinion. It's good. Very good. Okay, well, thank you very much. Huh? Okay, mm -hmm. you're welcome. 
Okay, lots to talk about here. Uh, the first observation uh, is, as I mentioned in the introduction, regarding the, the training and in line uh, the training of medical professionals in China and in line with that uh, Sean's observation that much of medicine in China is basically copying uh, the West the doctors repeating procedures that they've learned by rote uh, from the West and uh, without that much innovation now that's presented as a negative but actually if you're a patient if you're a reasonably healthy person and you've got to you go into the hospital or because they don't you know they do things uh, most everything in the hospital here they don't really have outpatient clinics that much but you go in to do some kind of basic procedure it's it's an advantage really to have uh, doctors who have learned that procedure very very well now I'll give you an example a situation that I had where uh, we went to, to a resort on the, with a, went to a resort with a faculty in the I was in the pool there and got my head cut open. Went into the water and there was a step underneath that was really jagged. So my head uh, cut open and uh, at the resort there they just put some traditional medicine powder on it. But after we got on a bus, we got home and I was a little bit uh, uncomfortable with that. And I so I took my little pocket camera out and held it behind my head and took a bunch of pictures and then put them up on my computer and blew them up. And I thought, man, you know, that's a pretty nasty gash. So I kept feeling around up there and I, and I felt little sticky so I called the lady at the office and I said you know what I, I need to get in and get this sutured I got an open wound here so now you, you put yourself in my place you walk into an emergency room would you rather be cared for by a physician who's got uh, all kinds of education and is going to charge you an arm and a leg or would you rather be uh, attended to by a young doctor who's got a bachelor's degree just out of school uh, a very young person but you know he's probably sutured a thousand head wounds and can pretty much do it blind, blindfolded. Uh, you know it. it uh, the guy who took care of me was a pretty young guy, but very confident. Uh, he shaved the spot, uh, sewed it up, put a bandage on it. He said, "Come back to you know the bandage room in a few days and uh, get this changed, and then come back in a week. Uh, come back to the bandage room in a week and get the sutures out." So I went home and did, did a little study on the internet and found out, you know, the standard uh, time for uh, a head wound, and it, it's well within the range, so no problem, right? So uh, actually, the, the, the there is there is, you know, as as if you look at the medical practice as a whole in the country, yes, you could say it would be good if if they had more innovation, but in fact, they do know the procedures very well, and the big advantage that that you have in China is that doctors have done a lot of a lot of surgeries or a lot of cases they've handled a lot of cases they have lots and lots of experience because they are lot uh, there are lots of people in China and uh, you know when I when I first talked to Sean I th assumed he was uh, uh, mainly a back surgeon but you know he's, he does the whole gamut and uh, uh, the Jishuitan hospital where he worked uh, that is the number one bone hospital in China and man I'll tell you that that place is crowded there's just lots and lots of people so doctors actually get a lot of experience of course one of the thing that, uh, things that you that, that, that surprised me and uh, which you may, may have uh, 
I have noticed too is the salary is quite low for positions. Now if you're not familiar with the currency exchange, you know, three or four thousand renminbi, that's what, uh, four or five hundred dollars, uh, US dollars. Yeah, that's, uh, that's more money in China than it would be in America, but it's still, it's still not a, an abundant, uh, salary. I suppose it's about, about equivalent to a beginning college professor. But it's it's uh, not a real high salary. The the software engineers that I train make more money than that when they get out usually. Let's say let's say aren't really particularly good. And, you know that maybe the low end that that would be that would be near the low end. High end would make more than that. And so the salary is quite low, and as a result of that, doctors as they gain experience uh, rely for their income on grants from medical supply companies specifically you know braces and that any kind of hardware uh, the doctor apparently gets a cut from whatever is uh, sold and so you know that's not really a good system because it might incline the doctor toward prescribing things that the patient doesn't really need because his income depends on it so the salaries are quite low for doctors. Now, uh, Sean mentioned about the medical costs and how patients are so upset and how this affects the relationship with the doctors. When he first uh, told me that, I was a little bit befuddled by it because the doctors don't set the rates really. But when you think about it, when you go into a hospital in China, you know, there's no, most people don't have health insurance. Uh, it's just not the standard for the average country people you know they don't have health insurance people in China are self-insured but medical costs are relatively low if you if you compare them to the United States but they're not low if you're someone from the countryside who doesn't have much money and what happens in China is you, you don't go to the doctor and then get a bill you go to the hospital and first, one thing is I for first thing as I mentioned there, there aren't a lot of outpatient clinics I, I just you just don't see them. I've never seen one in China. They, you go to the hospital. If you want to see a doctor, you go to the hospital. So then, they, whatever you have to do, whether it's initial visit with a doctor or x-ray or, uh, in my case, MRI or whatever the procedure is, they write it down. You go to the cashier's window and you pay for it and get it stamped, and then you get the procedure. So you want to see a doctor? That's a certain rate. So you go to the window pay for that and go see the doctor. The doctor says you need an x-ray. You go, he writes the paper down. You take it to the cashier, pay it, they stamp it, and you can get your x-ray. So what happens is these patients come in, they want to see a doctor, and so they've got to go to that cashier's window and pay for it. And to them, it's just an astronomical amount of money, and they don't have insurance. They got, it's got to come out of pocket, and they don't, they're living in a marginal income anyway. So by the time they, you know, and, and as soon as they pay for it, then they get the slip, the stamp that says they can see the doctor. And so, of course, the next person they see is the doctor, and they're fighting mad, and they take it out on the physician. So, uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's it's kind of a frustrating thing. In some ways, you know, you look at it, at the system and say, I think maybe the medical rates need to be a little higher because the doctors aren't making enough money. But at the same time, the patients don't have a 
there, there isn't a well-developed health insurance system in China. So the vast majority of the patients don't have insurance or anything like it. Never heard of such a thing. So they really can't afford to, 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 to see the rates go up. So that really is a dilemma in China. And then the other thing, of course, that the, the doctors are so terribly busy. And they see so many, many patients. Of course, that means that doctors are experienced. And of course, that's a, that's a good thing. But it's quite a, uh, quite a frenzied life that a doctor has. It's really, that is one thing about uh, seeing a doctor in China that can be a little frustrating. It, it can really be uh, very, very crowded. As you mentioned, the older doctors can limit their visits to uh, 40 or 50 a, a day, but he said that he would typically see 150 patients in a day. That's, that's an awful lot. Now, I asked him a little bit about traditional Chinese medicine, and that's always uh, been sort of a discussion. It's, it's, it's the same in the States, actually. You get traditional medical practice, and then you have chiropractic and other alternative, alternative uh, medical approaches. The same thing is true in China. And you see the same sort of divergence in the sense that uh, conventional doctors tend to look down on traditional Chinese medicine and, and the TCM folks tend to feel that their way is superior. And, but there is uh, a, a bit of uh, merging together too, as he said, that it, the TCM doctors have to have some Western medicine training. and so. You know, I never know what to say about that because I've been to both. As I said, I went to the emergency room to have my head sutured, but I also went to a traditional medicine hospital in Chogongjiang when uh, I had a uh, problem with my back. And I had the guy put me on the table and uh, you know, dug his elbow into my back. And, you know, before I laid down on that table, I had a hard time walking, but I, I did feel better afterwards. But, you know, I don't... I. I after I thought about it, you know, man, I sure wouldn't want to do that every day. That'd have to be hard on your back. The way he wrenched my back, you know. I mean, it, it did feel make it feel better. But I don't know if that's really good for a person. So I, I have some questions about traditional Chinese medicine, but yet I'd have to say that I have been helped by it. Uh, I don't know if, uh, you know, things like acupuncture and so on, uh, yeah, I don't know if that works. But people say it does. So there seems to be somewhat of a coming together of traditional Chinese medicine and Western medicine. But again, his point about there being no standard pharmacology in traditional medicine, that, that is basically true. You really don't know what you're getting. And so who knows whether the, this the traditional medicine is basically a placebo or whether it really is accomplishing something. I just can't answer that. And uh, my questions about that didn't start when I came to China because you know, the same thing is true in, in the States. You have alternative uh, medical approaches. There's some, a certain amount of uh, homeopathic medicine in the States, and certainly chiropractic, and uh, and the same sort of feeling. It's, it's, it's really ironic, but the, the same sort of thing exists in, in China as in the United States. I remember one time in America talking to a physician about, uh, and I mentioned about chiropractors. Now, I've never been to a chiropractor in my life didn't really have back problems until I came to China and started riding a bicycle <laughs> with the bad seats. So I've been to a Chinese, couple of Chinese bone crackers, but I've never been to a, I've never been to a, a chiropractor. But I was talking to an American physician about chiropractic and 
he was very negative and he said to me uh, he said to me some of us were talking one time about whether a chiropractor could be a Christian and I took the position that if he didn't know he was deceiving people he could be but otherwise he couldn't <laughs> and uh, it struck me funny because I've met people who've talked to people who've been to chiropractors and really felt like they were they were helped but that sort of uh, mistrust or attitude of a sort of condescension on the part of both sides that same sort of thing exists in China also and it isn't just between foreigners and and Chinese it's it's between Chinese doctors and Chinese doctors with the, the, the Western physicians on the one hand and the and the TCM traditional Chinese medicine on the other but yet there is a lot of working together too and, and, the, and the two seem to be be coming together quite a bit I think the other another thing that may become an issue in, in the future or may, may get some attention in the future is the issue of research money because that really is somewhat limited in China. But again, if there's some cooperation between the East and the West, that could be good because uh, Americans tend to have a lot more research money but not nearly as much experience. Uh, things like uh, the basic type of procedures such as uh, suturing a head wound, that's not a big issue. But on very rare conditions, then the Chinese have a distinct advantage because even uh, you know some cases where you get very very small percentage of people with the case that the, the physician in America might have done a lot of research and a lot of study on the subject but never seen a case whereas the physician in China guaranteed they're gonna have some experience with it toward the end of his of our discussion Sean mentioned about uh, how he when he went to Hong Kong he did some training in Hong Kong recently and uh, uh, that really opened his eyes because he, he felt like the, the system in, in Hong Kong was much more egalitarian and not uh, not nearly as much uh, you know people tend to be treated more equally and he said something about how the party membership is a really big issue in terms of promotion and so on now I, I don't know if that's true but I'll tell you one thing, the general perception that that's true is very widespread among young professionals in China. Everyone seems to think that, you know, many, many people have asked me, this, Eric, do you think I should join the Communist Party? And I ask them, why do you want to join the Communist Party? And they, they say, well, because I, I want to be able to get a good job and so on. And, uh, you know, so the, the, the perception that it makes a difference is quite widespread. I don't know, actually. Uh, whether you really have to be a party member in order to get promotion as a physician or or anything else but there seems to be that feeling so for a doctor in China it's not the easiest life but somehow as time goes on the older doctors are able to limit their loads and uh, workloads and they're able to supplement their income a little bit in a way that I don't really think is good but hard, but very hard to avoid because a doctor with a family can't possibly live on the income they make. So it, it, is, uh, it is a difficult and a, hard, and a, and a, and a very taxing profession in China. And a person could be inclined to be a little bit uh, pessimistic about it. But as a patient, there are some distinct advantages. Now again, I'm assuming that you're in reasonably good health and uh, you don't need a lot of a major care you had a, a major problem like a heart bypass or something then there might be some other considerations but 
for basic medical care, uh, China is so much simpler than the United States because the cost you, you can you can if you've got a reasonably good job you can afford to be self-insured and you just about have to because health insurance is pretty lousy in China but you can get by as long as there's no major medical uh, situation and it's 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 much simpler lower cost much simpler and just for example when I when I went to get my uh, went to the emergency room to have my uh, a head uh, sewn up they took the MRI and then they handed it to me I've got it it's 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 hanging in my closet as we speak and when the doctor was looking at it he said oh there's something here you might want to take a look at and uh, I you know he wasn't too sure about it and I I certainly didn't know but I took the thing with me when I went to visit Sean at his hospital he just went uh, to one of his buddies who's a neurologist and had him look at it for me and you know so there wasn't a complicated procedure of being referred by one doctor to another and having records transferred and all that stuff now they don't they don't do that they give you the records you go to a dentist and get an x-ray they put in an envelope and hand it to you so all the records and everything you've, you've got possession of them. so the pro procedure the pr procedure of getting basic medical care is much much simpler in China much easier for a single person with reasonably good health China is much easier to deal with if you had uh, severe, you know, major medical concerns, or a family with children, you know, you know how it is with kids. Uh, they're always coming up with uh, acute type of conditions, high, high fevers, and you know, you're worried. You're not, not really sure what to do. That might be a little frustrating. But uh, for a, a single person, single adult with a reasonably good health, the Chinese medical system is pretty handy. Okay, that's all for this evening. I hope we can uh, see you again a lot sooner than, <laughs> than last time, and have a good evening. This podcast is hosted online at beijingdiary.podbean.com. That's beijingdiary.podbean.com.